0: Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Welcome to my home. This is my home as I tell you every week virtually every week (coughs) Excuse me just got off an airplane. I'm so dedicated to these weekly fireside chats That if you knew the week I had I was in let's see for ten days I would say about seven different cities in ten days all over the country lecturing including a really really wonderful evening at Colorado State University about 1,200 folks most of them students Came and obviously uh, adults from the from the area as well. It's in Fort Collins, Colorado about an hour and ten minutes north of Denver and It was a very wonderful experience. I I realize I love talking to college uh, uh, audiences college students they they re- they don't normally hear what I have to say in the way that I say it and it's very healthy for me to have that opportunity with students who don't agree with or think they don't agree with what i say or with conservatives generally and then to for all these others for almost a thousand others to hear someone who knows how to answer these challenges it's it, I think it's an eye-opening experience, a mind-opening experience. There really are answers to these challenges that are offered and and seem to have no answers because the left dominates the campus. So when I come to a campus, it's a very important thing for me. Sadly, it was the only time that I ever asked for uh, any security. I always get security, but... I Asked for it last night. What did they give me? I, mean, I thought I, I thought these are guys from the army the way they were dressed up. we're gonna put the picture on uh, on the website But I'd like you to watch it. It's it is it up uh, Rodrigo is it is is, the, is, the, is it up Very soon. very soon? Okay, so by the time you folks see this it uh, it should be up But I, I would like you to watch it I would like those of you who are older and have kids in college or grandchildren or nephews or nieces I want them to see a conservative talking, a non leftist really, talking to students. Because I, I talk in, a, in the same way I'm talking to you, very real, very natural, and it's, it's very important for people to hear these, uh, these talks. Because how often does a college student get to hear a coherent, intellectually based talk on behalf of traditional values? The truth is almost never and in, in many cases never That's the reason by the way the fireside chats are important. It's a, it's another opportunity So welcome to my home as I always say there's a real fire and here's a real man and it's uh, it's this is completely Unscripted it's just myself talking to you so this uh, past week was a was a terrible tragedy in American life all mass shootings are terrible tragedies I mean this there's, there's no you can't weigh one against another the loss of an innocent life uh, Is so horrific. I, I have never lost my horror over murder Never uh, I Remember when I first learned that people murdered people as a kid, and I was horrified. I, I have not lost I'm not jaded. I have not lost that sense of horror and that's why I believe in the death penalty for premeditated murder the, the thought that this guy who, who, who murdered these 11 Jews at synagogue will get to keep his life, it is so unjust that, look, I've talked about capital punishment, so I'm not going to review it. There are lectures of mine on it. I've written on it. But it, even if you're against it, you have to have the intellectual honesty to at least say the following. It's not fair. Okay, just admit that whatever your arguments against capital punishment may be maybe an innocent will be killed whatever but Whatever they may be at least on I know you're intellectually honest if you're an opponent of, of the death penalty if you are least will say It's not fair. He gets to keep his life after he took 11 lives Okay, if, if you think that's fair Then it's not that we differ on the death penalty it's that we differ on what the concept of fair means. <laughs> it's so it's so obviously it's a cosmic injustice This guy's gonna have meals and and then workout places and you know, I'm not gonna keep him in solitary confinement That's torture. I'm not for torture. I'm for the death penalty. He doesn't deserve to keep his life And and, and then they say oh well, but the guy you know, he, he's, he's he's somewhat mentally disturbed so so to which my answer so what so if a per if there is a creature that is so mentally disturbed as to believe that murdering innocent people is good They they're not really human are they they, they may have a human body uh, They're biologically human, but you what you're telling me is there is a creature that can't help murdering people So why would we want to keep that creature whatever you want to call it alive? I mean it's 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 ironically you're making a bigger argument for the death penalty. We have this this machine, a killing machine. But if there were any other killing machine, it would be destroyed. So well, I, I don't buy this mentally ill. He, you know, he. I, I don't know if he's mentally ill. He's he's obviously emotionally uh, disturbed. The guy was a loner, like all these mass murderers. They're all loners. I, I I don't trust loners. It's not a good thing. A human being is meant to be with people, to have friends. So I wrote my column on this. I have my my weekly column was on this subject And I as a Jew obviously it it hit me in a specific way uh, Being a Jew and being a Jew attend synagogue virtually every Shabbat every Sabbath every Saturday So for all intents and purposes obviously could have been my synagogue and my friends or me so I, I I relate to it very directly but i'm I'm as upset as an American as I am as a jew because it's as it were America has joined the ranks of countries where there was a mass murder of Jews It's not America's fault believe me it's just sad it's just sad this is this, since seventeen seventy six this has not occurred so it's a it, it's a sort of uh A loss of innocence if you will and it's it's painful the whole thing's painful but there's something almost as painful and that is all of this blaming of the president for what happened let me say as an American as a Jew and as someone who believes in truth it is one of the vilest lies of my lifetime that President Trump is in some way responsible for this man's behavior People who don't like the president are prepared to say anything Truth is much less significant to these people Than delegitimizing this presidency I don't care if you're pro or anti-Trump You've got to be pro some teensy, teensy bit of truth Oh, well, anti-Semitism has increased in America since Trump was elected That's, if you look at the data, actually look at it It it, the whole thing is a gigantic lie Look up the article I should put it up on our website, but there's an article by professor Bernstein of George Mason University on uh, Well, he's written for tablet on this and he's written for uh, also for uh, Volokh the Volokh conspiracy Volokh is a uh, is a libertarian professor and he has a very good website Eugene Volokh v-o-l-o-v-o-l-o-k-h and as Professor Bernstein delineates all the uh, falsehoods of the Anti-Defamation League report on on violence against Jews since the president, most of it uh, most of it is about bomb bomb threats called into Jewish community centers, but none of them were called in by Trump supporters. Ninety percent were called in by. An American Jewish kid who who is mentally disturbed who's living in Israel. So it, it's it's all nonsense. But I will be writing on this. And but you could look at this, Professor Bernstein's. Uh, I think it's Edward, but I'm not certain. It's just not true about anti-Semitism since since the president has been elected. It's not true. I'm tempted to say it's a lie because it is a lie But I hate using the L word because it's such a charge to say they're lying, but they are I don't know what I don't know what other word to use but they don't care because the For folks on the left It is more important to get rid of this president and de- de- Delegitimize him than to tell the truth So if you have to lie to get rid of him lie to get rid of him But they believe their lies. They really believe that there's an increase in anti-semitism since this president is in and uh, The the data are not there. They're 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 cooked So either I'm lying or they're lying. Okay, so just you should know, okay, let me make it as clear as possible I am putting myself out on a limb here either. I'm lying or the ADL And and the New York Times and the whole crowd of the left is lying one of us is we can't both be telling the truth Because we're saying the opposite things It's disgraceful, it's just disgraceful and That's that's what but that's all you hear if you watch CNN MSNBC ABC NBC CBS PBS NPR New York Times Washington Post uh, it, it, It doesn't matter it's if it, it, they're in lockstep because they have an agenda and the agenda is not truth the agenda is delegitimizing this presidency that's that's very uh, very bad the mayor of Pittsburgh a Democrat says the president of the United States should not go to Pittsburgh after this slaughter what, what, an, what an audacity what nerve can you imagine a Republican mayor after some massacre in his city telling President Obama don't show up Under chutzpah Pure undiluted chutzpah is is just these Democrats and these leftists Don't come to my city This guy has a Jewish daughter and and, and who, who goes to synagogue that's the eye. It could have been his daughter and, and, and son-in-law and he in some way is, is responsible That's sick. It's just sick. I don't care if you hate Trump You got to love truth more than you hate Trump, but that is not possible for the left. That is not possible I have just described an impossibility That's where we stand it's it's really uh, it's really unfortunate I'm not smoking a cigar for those of you tuning in about four weeks ago I had to stop because Facebook finds it offensive That I would appear on on this and uh, smoke a cigar America's legalized marijuana, but you don't want to show kids that an adult is smoking a cigar This is mind-blowing You know I heard I don't know if it's true So I I acknowledge this at the outset, but I heard from a pretty reputable source I I admit I, I always I always check it out, but it sounds so plausible that I I I believe it, but I acknowledge I don't have personal proof yet that in that some in some city in Virginia, they have outlawed trick-or-treating if you're over 14 years of age. Have you heard about that? Four cities. 14, that's what I said. No, multiple cities, not just one. Oh, multiple cities. Mm-hmm. This is not the America I grew up in. America I grew up in, was much freer Who the hell is the government to tell a 15 year old you are you are an outlaw if you trick-or-treat? You don't find that sick Oh, it's always done in the name of safety 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 What's gonna happen what a 15 year old is what I don't understand. What are they gonna do give razor blades and apples? I, what, what what is the thinking they'll rape uh, somebody at the door? I don't I don't you what is the thinking if a 32 year old wants to trick-or-treat he can trick-or-treat It's a free country. It was a free country 14 years old oh And, and wait we're not done. Oh and all of this the, the most mind-blowing of all cultural appropriation What the hell is that about? So if if a non-Hispanic wears a sombrero a Mexican hat that's cultural appropriation what? This is why the left is so dangerous They make up bad things and then they outlaw them essentially even though it might be legal your life is ruined if you do it your reputation your life you, you 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 might be brought up for charges at a college What is wrong if an Anglo wears a sombrero? What is wrong with it? I don't even understand. It's not even a matter of I don't agree. I don't understand what is wrong. Isn't it beautiful? I think it's beautiful if Anglos make burritos. It's a nice thing. It's a nice thing if Mexicans make hot dogs. It's good. It means we're learning from each other. We're enjoying each other. We're celebrating each other. What's wrong with that? But everything is wrong to the left Because they, they live purposeless lives So they need to make up causes You understand? Causes are to the left What oxygen Causes and hysteria Are to the left What oxygen is to biological life Cultural appropriation You have to be kidding Do, I'm a Jew Do you think I care If, if, if you, a non-Jew Wear Jewish garb that's cultural appropriation. I think it's awesome. The more people who want to do Jewish things the, the healthier it is for Jews It's a good thing It's like the idiot who called my show one time and when I defended the name Washington Redskins he said well Dennis Well, what would you think if uh, if they were a team named Jews? I said to the guy truth is Jews have been looking for fans for 3,000 years It'd be awesome. Yay go Jews we're stupider society than the one I grew up in thanks to the left Because of my rule of life, whatever the left touches it ruins religion the arts universities Cultural appropriation I, I, Again, it's not even that I differ. It's that I don't understand what could be wrong with it if if, if somebody if a non-black wants to have dreadlocks so I don't quite understand. Blacks have a monopoly on dreadlocks? The Jews have an, a monopoly on skullcaps? You know, if the Jews came before the Catholics. If the Pope wears a skullcap, J- Jews should yell cultural appropriation? Take it off. We wore yarmulkes a thousand years before you ever existed. God, the drivel that you young people have to live with because of the left and you don't realize it How could you realize it? Do you think this is normal to have everything banned? (laughs) That's the amazing, you think it's normal. It's not normal. It's sick Cultural appropriation is a sick It's a notion. It's a sick notion that it's a bad thing. It's a good thing I feel for you. If you're you're a young person watching, I feel for you. Because you you don't know what's what you're deprived of because because of the left. You don't know. That's a good example. You've got to before you say anything, you have to walk on eggshells with all human beings. Gee, but if I wear a Mexican hat or if I eat a burrito, am I engaged in there? Am Am I offending? Am I offending? Am I offending? Am I offending? How could you, why is it an offense? What is offensive about it? So Halloween, you can't dress up as anything except yourself, right? Anything, everything is ultimately cultural appropriation. What are you going to dress up as? You? (laughs) Everybody should wear a suit. Like me, you know, dress up like me. But why isn't that a cultural appropriation? If you're non-Western, this is Western garb. Why should it why should an, an, an Asian kid wear this? Right is that cultural appropriation? I, I tell you I, I I could cry for my society But people take it that I don't I don't I was born a fighter Because I hate bullies and the left are the biggest bullies that exist. There are no bullies like the left none This is an example of bullying So let's see 14 year olds in city after city can't go anyone a 14 year old can't go trick-or-treating You can't wear a costume that has to do with any other culture, but what if you're let's say wait I'm just curious. Whoa. Just hit me. What if you're half black and half white? (laughs) What are you allowed to do then? Right, I mean, let's be honest right or if you're like Elizabeth Warren you're 164th American Indian. Can you go as an American Indian? And by the way, what if you're not even 164th American Indian and you would like to wear Indian headdress? Why is that bad? Why is that insulting? Isn't that a compliment? That would strike me as a compliment. But very few people fight. Because it's hard to fight bullies. I Love fighting bullies, you know, I fought bullies as a kid I was kicked out of class a lot because I actually I was always uh, the biggest kid. I I was six foot four in high school So I actually punched bullies. I hate bullies. That's why I hate the left because they're bullies Not liberals I always make liberals are weak, but they're not leftists. They're not bullies They let the bullies bully, but they're not bullies but the left is I'm sad. It's just sad. I have a great great personal life. A, I'm blessed I'm, my, my cup runneth over wonderful kids wonderful wife wonderful friends wonderful life But I'm sad for the greatest country that was ever invented It's being it, the, the left is trying to destroy it And I don't know maybe they'll succeed. It's a great experiment the American experiment in Liberty but the left doesn't like Liberty. It likes to control They love controlling people Okay That's where we're at now time to your questions Oh kadook, let's see here Ashley 22, Oklahoma. Hi, Ashley. Hi Dennis. Oh, yeah, that was how it began. All right. Hi what were some of your experiences as a young man working in the USSR, and how did that journey begin? Well, specifically, when I was tw- just turned twenty-one, I was sent to the Soviet Union to uh, because I had I knew Hebrew and Russian. I studied Russian in college, and I learned Hebrew in my Jewish school. So I was a I was a uh, I was a perfect choice, so to speak, to go into the Soviet Union. Then Soviet Union and smuggle in religious items to Jews because the Soviet Union did not allow Christians or Jews to practice their religion and I smuggled in Jewish items and I I smuggled out uh, names of Jews who wanted to leave and They were sent in for a month. It was a very difficult month as you would imagine a lot of tension I mean stuff like out of movies where I would throw things over fences in the middle of the night and uh, you know where somebody might pick it up and be able to get something people sticking their a note with their name into into my hand surreptitiously in the hope that you know it wouldn't be found by the KGB. KGB Who Committee for Government Security. That's what it was. Undo. Cancel. There we go. So yeah, that's what it was like. It was uh it was a very powerful Life, Obviously life-changing experience. So when I got back to the United States, that's when I began lecturing I was this kid who went to the Soviet Union. So I lectured on what it was like there So I've been lecturing my entire adult life. I've been in public life since I became an adult at 21 I have a very odd life. I admit it and Blessed one and with the usual difficulties that humans have All right, let's see here AJ 26, California. What is your opinion on tax cuts? Is it hypocritical to implement tax cuts while increasing deficit spending? No, but it's it is a little hypocritical. The question is whether or not there's a choice See, there's a very complex and important question you posed The the dream of America was to have a as, as smaller government as possible so as to maximize human potential The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. It's one of my mottos. Everybody should have it as a bumper sticker. The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. Because that's true. For example, the dream was in America, you took care of yourself, you took care of your family, you took care of your community. Now the dream is the government takes care of you, or the government takes care of your family, government takes care of your community. You just you know, you just do what you want. You don't have any obligations That's a very uh, very bad thing we become rights drunk instead of obligations drunk It's a big difference between the Judeo-Christian value system and the secular value system judeo Christian is one of my obligations towards my fellow human being The Secular world is one of my rights It's a big difference if you grow up thinking you're obligated then you have a lot of rights of course, we have rights, but and by the way, the rights come from our creator that's the that's in the Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> if they come from people, people can take them away. But anyway, so the question is a good one. But if you are going to have tax cuts, so theoretically less revenue for the government, how could you also increase government spending? Then you are increasing the, the government debt, right? The deficit. But here's uh something you should know. When taxes are reduced, you actually, the government gets more money. I know it sounds counterintuitive. I completely understand that. You're lowering taxes, then government gets more money. That's correct. That's what's exactly happened now. It's called the Laffer Curve. We have a whole video on the Laffer Curve. L-A-F-F-E-R. Arthur Laffer is the one who pointed it out. At a certain point of taxation, after you get higher than that level, the revenue decreases look it's obvious let's say we tax people at a hundred percent would we get more tax revenue or less tax revenue less because nobody would work at a given point people stop working the government's gonna take so much more and more money away it becomes completely unproductive but if you let people work harder to keep more they'll actually earn more and then pay more taxes next Martin 14 Indianapolis, Indiana. Can you show us your favorite pen collection? What inks do you use? Which one is your favorite? Okay, I admit this is not gonna interest a lot of you or all of you or most of you or any of you now nah, some of you But I don't care Martin. You're my man. I hope I meet you one day So I have not written Essentially with a ballpoint pen since high school My older brother wrote with a fountain pen, you know, probably don't even know what a fountain pen is a lot of you it's a pen you fill with ink and you have it is the smoothest writing if you ever try it you'll fall in love with it and I fell in love with it in high school that's all I write with and I, I so I knew this would be a question so I took a few of mine I have a lot more than this believe it or not they're beautiful too so here let's get some close-ups and I mean tell me this is not gorgeous this is from Italy this is a this is the they're gorgeous these pens and Here's an example. That's a Visconti if I'm not mistaken. There's one beautiful. I love yellow. Yellow is a happy color There's another Italian pen different maker uh, Aurora and here now let me show you what a fountain pen the, the nib. It's called a nib. Can you get in on that? That's not a ballpoint pen. So the ink goes through here. You fill it up with ink and By the way, there's every color in the world from orange to gray to bl- aqua turquoise red Burgundy, literally hundreds of colors. That's part of the fun, and it's much richer. If I showed you the way a ballpoint pen wrote, and then this, this is like four times as rich and deep. It's gorgeous stuff, and I, and writing with it is much more fun. Here's another one. This one, I love this one. It's simple black one. It's from Japan, Sailor. Uh, the Japanese have have very fine nibs. Nibs is the point. They're very fine because to write in Japanese characters, you have to have very precision little strokes. So they really know how to make good nibs. And here's a Parker from France. It writes terrific. My wife even fell in love. To her amazement, she's fallen in love. This is hers, this gorgeous turquoise pen that we got in Italy, and it is Italian. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, these are works of art. So as about now, that's just a few of them now as regards Ink where's the ink here we go. So a, After uh, trying virtually every brand of ink in the world or nearly every So I have fallen in love with this Japanese maker uh, Pilot and they have they're all the names of the inks are in Japanese. They're beautifully packaged. It's pretty expensive. It's lists for $35 a bottle But I mean it's not like water you don't just use them, and it's a beautiful bottle This is so you could see you see the color of the ink is on the box and here it is Ink is half the fun of fountain pens. Give it a try fountain pens come from a few dollars to a thousand dollars or even more and I hope you, uh, I hope you do. You know what? The trick in life is to try to make as many things possible as fun as possible, uh, and then enjoy yourself. Like, all right, I'll close that later. I, uh, I try to make every elevator ride fun. It's one of my, one of my internal projects. Is can I make somebody laugh by the fourth floor? That's my. It's a little game I play with myself. All right. Noah 17 Irvine, California. What is your all-time favorite quote? Wow, I have no idea. I don't know if I have an all-time favorite quote. I Have an all-time favorite biblical verse those who love God must hate evil If you think you can't love God if you don't hate evil That's a good one. I love that one Oh, there! You know Churchill had so many great quotes. Uh, uh, There, there, Shakespeare had great quotes, and uh, somebody's—I'm not comparing myself to these people—but somebody's made a big list of some of my better lines, like you know, "The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen." But quotes are good. Books of quotations, though, it's interesting. Their their batting average is very small. They're not all great quotes. These these quotation books some are good, but a lot of them are not okay uh, Brian 22 Cleveland, Ohio. Hi Dennis. Hi, Brian. How is it possible to be pro-life and also in favor of the death penalty? I am in favor of the breath death penalty because I am pro-life It diminishes the worth of life to let murderers keep their lives you take a life, okay? You can stay alive It's only if we take the life of at least some murderers and I'm not for taking all murders because it has to be premeditated and a whole host of things and we have to be absolutely certain maybe even with DNA but as uh, as the Bible puts it you take the life of a murderer because Because in God's image every person was created in other words you sustain the belief that human life is precious By taking the life of a murderer Look, let me ask you a question. It's a very simple way of putting this. Let us say we said all Murderers get five years in prison or pay a fine. Would we be cheapening human life? Yes or no? Of course we would We're cheapening human life by letting every murderer live so that's how I am pro-life and pro-death penalty I don't want to cheapen human life Maria in Denver, 18. Do I prefer gloves or mittens? Never thought of it. In fact, I realized I never wore a mitten. I wore gloves because I grew up in New York City. It was very cold winter. So I have no good answer for that, but I took the question anyway. Uh, I'm going to try that once though. mittens. Can you grab things as well with a mitten as with a glove where you don't have finger uh, utilization? Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe it's good though for making uh, snowballs. Yeah Alright, Maria. Sorry uh, Let's see uh, Ben 16 Lancaster, California. What are your thoughts on the future of the film industry? I have no thoughts on the future of the film industry. I could tell you about the present film industry there the uh, there are very there are some good films being made. I mean, there's no question but the the, it seems like the film industry relies now on sequels uh, th- This there's very little original stuff, so you know oh, this worked so well now we'll do part four That's one thing and another is uh, That uh, a lot of them uh, a lot of it is just meaningless obviously Meaningless films. Uh, it's fine. If it, it's okay. I play hearts. That's meaningless. There's there's room for the meaningless in life, but a lot of the quote meaningful films They make are really just political statements Made by the people who run the film world who are on the cultural left You know it's very interesting I asked many years ago when was the last movie made about a good marriage and Nobody could think of any Maybe because it's boring Maybe, no, no, I'm not joking. Maybe people think you know I mean what's more interesting a marriage falling apart or a happy marriage. So well, presumably a marriage falling apart but It's still interesting if you could make one about a real marriage It's good, but every every if mean, for two people to live with each other for a long time That's a challenge. It's a beautiful challenge, but it's a challenge but it's harder. It's hard to make such a movie. It's easy to make a movie with more car crashes. You know, it's all tech, technical effects. Great, but I don't find that to be interesting. I find human beings more interesting than car crashes. I'm in the minority, yes, apparently. But I, at least with regard to movies. But that would be that would be fascinating, to to explore real life, real marriage, real raising of children, real growing up. But it's hard to write a good a good script for that. It's much easier to write a script with you know shoot him, bang him, kill him, and and you know and that like and that that like that stuff. But um, I'm not really the one to ask my uh, my pro- the producer of my show and the executive uh, director of of Prageru Alan Estrin. He taught uh, screenwriting at the American Film Institute for many years. He's a screenwriter by trade. He, he would have a good answer for that So on that note, I Thank you for being with me. I am very touched by how many people watch these uh, fireside chats and I'm, I'm glad to hear it because it's a real chance just to, to re- I mean obviously you're not here but it's a chance to relate to you in a very direct way and I appreciate that opportunity and I thank you and I hope you'll watch more PragerU videos touch people's lives with it. And I would like to remind you that I I think my books are important, but I never push them except for one because if we don't start taking the Bible seriously again as we did throughout American history, I don't think we have a great future. Not out of not because I'm a believer but because it's the greatest book ever written and it's got more wisdom than uh, basically any of our universities almost any of our universities combined wisdom is the key to life knowledge Google has knowledge but it has no wisdom the trick in life is to have wisdom but you're not born with wisdom you have to develop it so I wanna I've always wanted to learn from People who lived before me, they've gone through the same thing called life So I always thought this is what I thought and with this I'll end I, I Oh, I have imagery when I when I think of concepts. I always have an image So here's my image of what wisdom is so if you're standing on a hill, let's say or on a cliff and You see people walking and every one of them falls off and dies wisdom is Hmm, I won't walk that way because I don't want to die. But we don't have that anymore. We have, oh, I'll learn from me. No, no, no. I want to learn from others. That's wisdom. So I want to learn what the finest minds said before me, whether it's Shakespeare or the Bible. And I think the Bible's the best, I think Shakespeare's second best. But if you think you're going to develop all of this wisdom on your own by the time you develop any you'll be very very old and You would have wasted a life when you could be learning wisdom from people who preceded you That's, that's why I knew my generation was really screwed up when it developed the idea never trust anyone over 30 Because I knew as a, even as a kid then Wow, they really believe there's nothing to learn from others. They have no wisdom. I I ache to be with people over 30. In fact, with the Bible I was with people over 2000 years old. <laughs> 3000 years old. So anyway, I've written the Rational Bible and even if you have no belief in God, you think the Bible is nonsense, it's particularly for you. It's meant to change your life and I for the better. So thanks for being with me. I'll see you next week. I'm Dennis Prager from my home to yours. Thank you.